going to step into my um, closet, literally, <laughs> because so long somebody just started mowing their lawn. So nice. um, I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you. Okay. No. All right. Well, okay. I'm. We are excited to have uh, John Samayoa CCM with us today. Um, he is the clubhouse manager at the Racket and Tennis Club in New York City. Uh, so right in the center of all things COVID-19 here in the U.S. Um, prior to the Racket and Tennis Club, John worked at several clubs in New York City, including the Yale Club, University Club, and Princeton Club. And he is an active member of CMAA, one who I'm grateful to call a friend. And he has most recently completed his two-year term as president of the City of New York chapter. So, John, thank you again for joining us today. We're really happy to have you here. And I'm glad to see your face and know that you're doing okay. So, Oh, it's, uh, it's my pleasure. Uh, thank you, Kyle and Melissa. Um, really a pleasure to be on the show. Big fan of the show as well. So thank you. <laughs> Well, good. We like to have know that we have like now we have like two fans, so that's excellent. Absolutely. <laughs> I think you have more than that. <laughs> well, two that have gone on record, so that's important. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, I just wanted to start things off and just take a quick pulse check. How are you doing? You know, being in the center of things, I'm sure life has been insane for the past month or so. Like, how are you doing? You know, considering, um, you know, I'm doing well, feeling well, uh, my family's well. So, um, you know, I think overall I'm, I'm fine. I'm feeling good. So good. Uh, yeah. And things at the club are OK, too, relative. Uh, yeah. Things at the club are, you know, right now we're, we're pretty quiet. We're shut down as, uh, as most clubs are throughout the country um, and especially here in the city. So. Um, yeah, we're, you know, okay. I'm still actually going in a couple of days a week, okay. um, you know, taking care of some odds and ends, but you know, overall, yeah, the club is, is fine. Great. Well, can you tell us a little bit about, um, the Rocket and Tennis Club, you know, the size, I know you guys are located right in the city. Um, you know, tell us about, tell us about the club, your team, the amenities you would normally be offering to your members, <laughs> things like sure. that. Sure. Uh, so we're, uh, you know, we're a uh, athletic club, a city club and athletic club, uh, as you mentioned, located in Midtown Manhattan. Uh, the club predates 1900. So wow. it's pretty it's pretty old, uh, but still standing and in pretty good shape. Uh, we have 75 staff members. Uh, just about all of them are full time. Um, in terms of amenities, we have uh, dining, two restaurants, a formal dining room and a bar and grill. Uh, we have athletic facilities with state-of-the-art equipment. Um, and then what we're really known for are our racket sports. Uh, so we have four uh, international courts and one doubles court uh, in squash. And then uh, we have something called a rackets court, which is basically the forerunner to squash. And uh, we also have two court tennis courts. Wow. With uh, is basically the original game of tennis. Uh, has some similarities to lawn tennis or the tennis we know, uh, but also some differences as well. Right. Um, yeah, so that's basically what we offer. Um, and aside from that, we have about 2,300 members. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's all men. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So what, I guess, has sort of changed now with, 
you know, the shutdowns and, and everything that came down from the federal and the state level, um, you know, how are operations at your club looking now? Are you, I know there are lots of clubs around the country that are still able to do like takeout and things like that. Are you guys 100% shut, like nothing, or are you able to do some food service? No, we're, we're completely shut and pretty much all of the clubs in the city are, uh, are shut down as well. So, um, you know, we're operating basically there a couple of days a week. Uh, our building engineer is there um, uh, most of the week. And uh, our GM, who I work with in tandem, we kind of split up the week. So he's there a couple of days. I'm there a couple of days. So it's pretty wild. Yeah, we're shut down. Uh, we're still getting some calls from members. And, um, you know, other than that, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty quiet. Yeah. So can you talk to us a little bit about what it was like when those mandatory shutdowns started to sort of roll out? And you, if you want to give us a little bit of context as to like what things kind of felt like beforehand and then what it was like going through it and kind of how you are now. You know, it's been, what, six weeks, I guess, now. And, you know, thinking back, it's it's almost hard to think back because it was such a whirlwind when it all happened. Uh, you know, I think we kind of saw something coming down the pike, but not to this extreme. Mm-hmm. And um, when things started happening, it just happened really, really quickly. So it was kind of fast and furious. Yeah. Um, the best that I can recall is back on March 16th, we were sitting down with the president of the club and talking about, OK, what are we planning on doing? You know, what are we going to keep open? And as we're discussing these things, we're getting a... Uh, a second by second update on Governor Cuomo and his daily briefings. And at that moment, we found out that all restaurants were closing in the city. So we instantaneously said, okay, we, we have to shut down, you know, the bar, we have to shut down the dining room. Yeah. And, um, you know, and literally five minutes later, all gyms are closed. Oh. So we're like, okay, now we have to shut down our gym equipment, our, our gym facilities. And, um, so it was just it was like one thing after another. And then we were kind of still holding on by a by a short thread, hoping that maybe we could just still keep the club open. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, minutes later, it was like all non-essential businesses have to close. So within a span of literally, I would say an hour, um, we shut down our facilities one by one. And um, unfortunately, I had the, the task of informing a lot of the employees of what was happening um, and then that we would take the appropriate steps, of course, to take care of them and so forth. But it was, you know, it was a whirlwind. It was just, it was just really coming at us uh, fast and furious. And we were like, wow, you know, this is really, really serious. Yeah, I, I mean, I have so much sympathy for you and all, you know, all of the managers who are in a similar situation to that. I think being in Manhattan, you guys are in a very unique situation um, given as we were talking about before we, we started the interview, but just, you know, like the city itself has such a large population density, your people on top of each other. Um, and you had, you know, state level officials having to make very, very significant decisions very, very quickly in order to protect the most people, um, as possible. And being a, an athletic club, I think you guys fell right in the crosshairs of, you know, that what your facilities offer are probably some of the things that are the most vulnerable in terms of a communicable disease. 
So it's very unfortunate. Um, But as you said, you know, right now things are going okay. You're going in a couple times a week to check on things and make sure everything's still okay. And yeah, yeah. Just going in, um, you know, we're, as I said, we're still getting calls. We get a ton of mail. A lot of our members have uh, boxes at the club where they receive mail. So, you know, we're sorting mail on a daily basis and then um, also keeping in touch with the employees mm-hmm. uh, on a weekly basis, um, whether it's via phone or email. I think one of the challenges that I've seen and it's been unfortunate is, you know, unfortunately, everyone's on furlough. Um, we've, uh, you know, we've advised everyone to go on unemployment and there have been some challenges with um, either filing online or calling in uh, with the, you know, the volume of people mm-hmm. filing on a weekly basis. A lot of Absolutely. our staff have been struggling, um, you know, and for, for just about all of them, they've never been on unemployment. So it's, uh, it's something new, uh, something a little bit scary. Uh, and, you know, so I've kind of helped them along the way a little bit. So I've been on the phone quite a bit, even to the point where I've gone online with them to help them file for unemployment. Um, so it's been, you know, it's been a challenge and, uh, you know, just keeping up with them, just making sure their spirits are, are keeping up, families are doing okay, um, trying to uh, just uh, keep them engaged and involved. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. So, um, you know, I think we'll get eventually, obviously. Absolutely. Well, I think you bring up a great point, that conversation of, you know, many of your employees being on furlough and having to go through this unemployment um, process and filing for that. I think that that's something that is not unique to what you're experiencing. I think that that's probably being um, experienced throughout the country with a lot of our, our mid-level and lower-level managers um, and even hourly staff at the club. Melissa, can you speak to that at all? I know you've been getting a lot of calls on that subject. Yeah, I was going to say, I, and and I I think that, you know, it speaks volumes to our industry. John, what, the, what you talk about is, you know, connecting with those employees and making sure that they're okay. And that's, that's really what I'm hearing from everyone every day of, you know, talking them through unemployment, making sure that they're getting the maximum benefit they can get. Um, and, you know, it, I think it's amazing how strong our teams are. And I, I think that speaks to volumes about our industry and the, the managers like yourself who work in it. Um, John, are there things that have surprised you in this process that you didn't expect? Uh, you know, I, I don't think I, we ever expected to be shut down for any extended period of time. I think that's first right. and most um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I, I think we anticipated something was coming down the pipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, to what extreme, we really didn't know, as we all know. Um, right. So I, I think that's first and foremost. Um, you know, again, just going back to the employees, I think uh, they've certainly they've been really, really cooperative. They've been very, um, I think, very understanding of the you know the position of the club and some of the decisions we've had to make. Um, not that that's surprising, but it's nice to know that and to see that, um, you, you know, you don't expect it, but, um, you know, it was, it was good to see that. And I think just connecting with them, you can, you can sense that, you know, we've, our priorities have been making sure that the employees are taken care of, the members are taken care of, and then our immediate community um, has been taken care of as well. So, you know, all of the clubs within our chapter have really gotten together and we've done weekly calls, sharing ideas and thoughts, um, and then also coming up with some community service initiatives 
uh, to really give back, um, you know, to those emergency personnel, the people that really need help, those people that are out in the forefront. So uh, we've been, you know, as a, I don't want to say it's been a part-time job. It's actually been more than a part-time job, but I've been really working on um, some CMA initiatives on the local level uh, with some of the other clubs to really help our community, um, especially there's so many people in the city of New York that um, are in dire need of help. And we've really been out there, um, you know, trying to, to, to help them. Absolutely. And that was actually going to be one of my next questions. It was, what are the ways that, um, you know, you all are stepping up for those frontline workers and first responders? Um, we've seen a lot of clubs around the country really finding ways to give back to their communities, whether it's, you know, donating masks or donating meals or, you know, uh, uh, in other ways. And I know in New York, you guys are sort of in that situation of, well, you, you can't have your food service facilities open. So how are you giving back? Yeah, we've been creative. I'll tell you, the uh, the New York Athletic Club, for example, who is shut down, their, their New York City clubhouse is shut down, although they also have a, a club out in Traverse Island um, in Westchester, New York. But they've been, uh, they've managed to, um, either through Traverse Island or actually purchasing meals through local delis, they purchase bagged lunches, and they've supported Mount Sinai Hospital delivering uh, on a daily basis uh, bag lunches to you know the nurses and the people out uh, in the forefront there. The, uh, the Douglaston Club, which is one of the clubs that are outside of the city, they're in Queens, um, but they're, they're dying, they, uh, their kitchen is open. And they've been um, really out in the forefront with uh, providing meals to EMS workers um, and some hospitals in the area um, as well. We've partnered with Douglaston, um, providing financial support to them. Um, we've also partnered with some local charities, and uh, coming up in about a week or two, we will be, uh, we'll have a slew of our uh, managers uh, out in the kitchen preparing some meals in the city, um, uh, bagging those, and then um, uh, delivering those meals. Uh, we're also providing financial support. So we're, you know, we're getting involved and we're looking for, you know, for other charities and other organizations that we can uh, work with because, you know, we're, we, we understand and we, we want to be, uh, we want to be out there as well. We want to help people. We know that a lot of people are hurting right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's, it just speaks, as Melissa said, it speaks volumes to the um, quality of, of character that we have um, within the members of our association that you all work so hard, not only to take care of your staff um, and your team members, but also to reach out and find ways that you can support your communities. I think that that's incredible. Um, and it's really important in this time where we're all, we truly are um, in this together and we'll only make it through if we support each other. So I want to say thank you for, for doing that and working hard to make sure that um, your fellow chapter members are also doing the same. So thank you, John. That's amazing. Wow. It's our pleasure, Kyle. It is Absolutely. awesome. Yeah. Well, so, you know, now that we're, I wouldn't say things are starting to get better, but it does feel like we're, we're starting to find a plateau. And, and as you said, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And there is conversations being had now about what things will look like on the other side and how do we reopen our facilities and our country and our economy. Um, you know, I'm, have those conversations been been starting to kind of percolate for you guys? You know, those reopening conversations, are you still kind of living in this version of normal before you move to the next version of normal? <laughs> 
No, absolutely. You know, even as recent as yesterday, we had conversations uh, because you really have to think. I mean, it's it, it's we'll get through this, and before you know it, we will be reopening. So it, it has to be on the forefront. And uh, yeah, we've had discussions. You know, it's it's certainly going to be different for sure. Um, you know, we're planning on opening up in phases. Um, we know that a lot of people are going to be hesitant to. Even though our club members love our club, I think yeah. a lot of them will be hesitant to come back. Um, so we'll have to do our due diligence. You know, things are going to be different, you know, whether it's we're providing masks. Um, we're going to have to take more initiatives on hygiene and keeping the place even cleaner. Um, you know, we're going to have to think through some things. So we've started putting some checklists together of some items that we know we're going to need to address uh, we're going to have to phase in, you know, bringing in all employees because it's not going to be like turning on a light switch and, right. you know, boom, operations going to be running. Um, Absolutely. So be staged. And, you know, traditionally for city clubs, you know, the summer is pretty quiet. So, uh, you know, the phases may even take longer than normal. So um, and I think for the foreseeable future, you know, social distancing and some of these other things that we've been trying to adhere to are going to stick with us, I think, uh, especially here in the city. I would agree. I think that that's, that's one of those things that um, will be part of our new normal for probably quite a while, um, whether it's physical distancing or, you know, wearing masks in public spaces. I think, you know, that's just something we're all going to need to learn to embrace because, <laughs> you know, we don't, we still don't have a lot of answers and we don't know what this is going to look like in the long term. But if we can do those things to, um, you know, keep ourselves and the people around us and our communities safer and healthier, I mean, it's probably the best that we can do. So I wish you the best of luck. Thank in, you. In all of those conversations. And I think, you know, you're hitting the nail right on the head and it's going to be a process of phases. Um, you, it's not a switch is certainly not going to flip. I think you're absolutely correct in assuming that members will probably be a little hesitant to return to the club. I think that's true for all of us. We're all going to be a little hesitant to return to life as we knew it before. I'm certainly not going to run out to the grocery store when I'm allowed to just, you know, leave my house willy nilly. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a period of adjustment for us all. So yeah, wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Melissa, do you have anything else that you wanted to uh, touch base on? I don't. I think, thank you so much, Don. I think um, getting your perspective and, and kind of everything from the epicenter, I think is really helpful. And, you know, I, I love that, you know, we're all in this together and that the hope is, hope is strong. Certainly. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, John, thank you again for joining us. This has been wonderful. It's been really good to chat with you and hear about all the great things that the City of New York chapter is doing for the community as well. I mean, I'm not surprised in any way, but it's it's just really reassuring to hear that you all are doing such a wonderful job. So thank you. My pleasure, um, Kyle and Melissa. Thank you very much. It was really uh, an honor to be on the show. Oh. And good luck. Stay, stay well. And uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Absolutely.